Jonah chapter number one, and we're going to look at uh, verses one through 17 tonight. Jonah chapter number one, and we're going to read the whole chapter. How many of you, Jonah is one of your favorite books of the Bible? And I love the book of Jonah. It is just a, a neat book of the Bible right now. We're in our series, Don't Miss Out. Don't miss out. There's some things in your life you just don't want to miss out on. Our first message was don't miss out on the promised land. I don't know if you remember that message. Remember we had the guys walking out the door? You don't want to miss out on the promised land. Remember, you go out the door, you go to Egypt, you think you're going to go back to Egypt. But once you're a Christian, once you're saved, you're not going to make it to Egypt. You're just going to wander in the wilderness. I remember that message. So don't miss out on the promised land. Then we talked about don't miss out on his presence. You can miss the peace of his presence. And we talked about that. Don't miss out on his presence. Tonight, I want to preach a message on don't miss out on God's purpose. Don't miss out on God's purpose. Jonah chapter number one, look at verse one. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amatai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me, God says. But Jonah, notice that, but Jonah, <laughs> he rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. How many know that that's not a good idea? You can't flee from the presence of the Lord. And went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. And he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. And the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down in the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came uh, to him and said to him, what meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. And if so, be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, come, let us cast lots that we may know for who, whose cause this evil is upon us. And so they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. These men were experienced uh, on the sea. They had probably uh, made this trip many times and they no doubt understood that this was uncharacteristic of where they were. They knew this was more than just a storm. This was something different. And they said unto him, to Jonah, tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this upon us? In verse 9, and he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord and the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. And were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he told them. And he said unto them, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. And the sea shall be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to land, and they could not, for the sea wrought, and it was a tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. And they took up Jonah and cast him forth. These men had a respect for God. They had more fear and more respect for God than Jonah did. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. And the Lord had prepared a great fish, a great fish to swallow up Jonah. 
And Jonah, listen to this, let's read it together. Ready? Begin. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days. You little kids, look up here. Jonah was in the belly of a fish. Can you believe that? Jonah is one of the most applicable of all the minor prophets to our lives. We find this man called by God to fulfill a purpose. But instead of doing what God commanded him to do, Jonah ran. You know the story. We just read it. God prepares this fish to swallow Jonah. Three days later, Jonah is vomited up by the fish onto dry land. And it caused indigestion. And Jonah became, you know what, on the dry land. But what is God trying to teach us from the life of Jonah? What is God showing us through this very short book in the Old Testament? Tonight, I want to preach a very simple message on don't miss out on his purpose for your life. Don't miss out. Father, I pray that you'd help me with this message tonight. Lord, I don't want a single person from the youngest to the oldest to miss out on your purpose for their life. God, I pray that tonight, as we sit here and we listen to this message, Lord, I pray that you would touch our hearts. Maybe there's a purpose that you've called us to we haven't thought about in a while. Maybe there's a purpose you've called us to, Lord, that we're running from. Maybe there's a purpose that you're calling us to that you haven't revealed to us yet. But God, help us, Lord, to not run from your purpose. But Lord, help us to obey. And God, I pray that we would be a people that lives for you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on God's purpose for my life. I don't want to miss out on that. Growing up, I've, I've wanted to be a lot of different things. How many of you are like me growing up? You've wanted to be different things growing up. You want to be different things. I remember growing up for a while, I think the first thing I wanted to be, don't laugh at me, but I wanted to be an assassin. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I talked to my wife. We started dating. I said, I said to my wife, I said, you know, she said, what did you want to be? You know, we grew up. I said, well, I wanted to be an assassin. She looked at me. She said, so did I. <laughs> and we became, we became in love right there. Amen. And so... Um, but anyways, I wanted to be an assassin. And then when I got a little bit older and started to understand that, you know, that's not something normal people do, I said, I want to be an architect. I thought, man, I'd love to draw. I'd love to, I'd love to design buildings. And, and then I got a little bit older. And I thought, well, how about being a radiologist? They, like, they make a lot of money. I'd love to be a radiologist. And so I told people in high school, I want to be a radiologist. Then, and then I wanted to be a police officer. How many had a lot of different things you wanted to be growing up? And so there's a lot of things that we, we want to be growing up. And, and the older you get and the more you, you, you change those things and and then you end up working at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just this way life goes. But to be very transparent with you, growing up, I never wanted to be a pastor. Maybe when I was little. But I didn't want to be a pastor. When I was a teenager, I didn't really have a desire to be in the ministry. It's just not something that I wanted to do. And I, part of the reason was my heart wasn't right with the Lord. But I remember saying several times, I will never be a pastor. When I, was in, when I first went to college, I said, I will never pastor a church. And I just want to say to you tonight, be careful what you say. Never say never to God. Because God will do it just because you said you'll never do it. But I remember thinking, I, I don't really want to be a pastor. That's something that I wanted to do. But, but now that I am a pastor, now that I've done some different things in my life, but I tell you, when you recognize that you do what God calls you to do, you do the purpose that God has for you, that's where you find who you are. That's where you find the excitement of life. That's where you find happiness is when you're doing the purpose that God calls you to. And not everyone's going to be a pastor. Not everyone should be a pastor. And sometimes we, we, uh, we say that, you know, ministry and whatever, but every single person I believe in this room tonight, every single person in this room, I believe God 
has a divine purpose for your life. A few years ago, I was visiting a couple that had visited our church a few times. They were very kind and hospitable, wonderful people, Christians for a long time. I'll never forget this conversation as long as I live. I sat down with them and I talked to the man mostly, and he was getting up there in his, in his 80s. I think he was probably about 85 years old, very you know, elderly gentleman, very sweet man, very nice man. And I began talking to him, and he began sharing with me his life story. He told me that when he was younger, in his 20s, God had called him to be in the ministry. I don't remember what he said. I think he said, he, he told me, his, but I don't remember what it was. But he said, God called me to do this and that. And he said, but I was just getting married, and I was starting to have kids, and I got busy. And, and, and so I just, I thought, well, I'll do it later. And, and so he, he went to work, and I don't know, I, he, I think he went in the military. Some other things happened. He said, I got out of the military, I got out of this job or that job, he said, and then God began to work on my heart about the ministry again. And, and he called me, he said, he wanted me to do this particular ministry. And he said, so I, 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 I said to the Lord, you know, I, my kids are, you know, I have three or four kids now and they're just getting older and, and, and really I don't really have, I, I don't have the time and, and so I can't go back to Bible college now. And so he said, I, I just said, well, maybe when the kids get a little bit older, I'll, I'll do that. And he got a little bit older and he said, God told me a third time, I want you to do this particular ministry. And I'll, I'll never, I don't remember exactly what he said. It was a long time ago, but I'll never forget the look in his eye and the tears welling up in his eyes when he said, now I'm so old, I can't do what God called me to do. And what he was saying to me was, I missed out on God's purpose for my life. I missed out. Now, I just want to say to you tonight, whether you're 18 years old or 80, you always have time to serve Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on now. If you're 18 years old or 80, it's not over yet. I looked at that guy and I said, listen, I said, I know you're a little bit older. I said, but you didn't miss out on nothing, my brother. I said, Jesus turned the world upside down in three years. Think about what you can do in the next 10 years. Come on now. Amen. Hey, don't give up. You just keep serving God, whatever age you are. And and God doesn't call everybody to full-time ministry. I'm not saying that, but God does put in our hearts a purpose. He gives us a purpose, and if we don't know what that purpose is, we would do well to find what that purpose is. I just want to say tonight, I just want to mention tonight a few things about this. You don't want to get to the end of your life and have a bunch of regrets. I'm only 37. I'm not an old person. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not an older person as, as some are. I'm still a little bit, I'm kind of in the middle there, I think, somewhere. But I tell you, the older I get, it seems like time is just flying by. How many know what I'm talking about? I remember being a teenager thinking, man, when am I going to get my license? Man, man, the day I turned 16, on my birthday, I got my license, man. I was ready to go. I got a ticket like two days later, Tim. I've had like 20 tickets in my life, just so you know. Just want you to know that. But anyway, um, <laughs> none of them are my fault, but no. <laughs> I got two tickets in one day. One time. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know how to do that, let me know. I'll share with you. I remember being a teenager, wanting to get my license. I remember wanting to get married. I remember praying. I remember praying. Where's Ben? Where's Ben, Diana? You guys hear Ben? I remember praying, Ben, Lord, please don't come back before I get married. Please. Don't look at me like that. I know you all prayed that. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait to have kids. Well, I I could, but that happened anyway. But uh, couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait. Now it's like, whoa, whoa, can we slow things down a little bit? It's like that. My son is 15, just like that, just like that. Just like that, my son that was born yesterday is six years old. Six, I mean, it's just, time is flying. I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back at my life and realize that I missed out on all the purposes that God had for me. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out on those purposes that God has. 
Now, I'm not going to pretend to know what God's purpose is for your life. Only you know that. Jonah had a purpose. Here this man was. God called him for a purpose. Let me give you number one in your notes tonight. Three lessons that we can learn from Jonah. Three lessons. Number one, God has an eternal purpose for you. God has an eternal purpose for you. Jonah chapter number one, verse one through uh, one and two, tells us the word of the Lord came to Jonah and he said, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me. This is very significant because Jonah's purpose was to do something that Jonah didn't want to do. He said, go to Nineveh. God doesn't call everyone to Nineveh, but God calls us to something, to a purpose. By the way, before we criticize Noah for running, uh, Nineveh wasn't a tourist destination. Nineveh was a very violent city. Think about moving to east side L.A., but worse than that. I mean, this was a violent place. This was a dangerous place, especially for a Jewish person. These were cruel. These were Assyrians. Uh, uh, there's a lot of studies done on that. A man named uh, David Stronick of UC Berkeley does, does a lot of research on them. And he says this. This is one of the reasons why Jonah uh, didn't want to go to Nineveh. He said this, quote, on a stone pillar, one of the rulers of Nineveh wrote this. Uh, he was boasting about how cruel he was. He says, nobles I have flayed, 3,000 captives I've burned with fire. I left not one hostage alive. I cut off the hands and feet of some. I cut off the noses and ears and fingers of others and the eyes of numerous soldiers. I put out maidens I burned as a holocaust. That was, a, that was bragging in Nineveh. It was a violent place. It was a dangerous place. So when God told Jonah, get up and go to Nineveh and preach, Jonah said, uh, no thanks. I don't think so. Before we criticize him too much, what has God called us to do? Oh, yeah. Come on, don't get quiet on me now. What has God called us? What's the purpose that God has for us? Well, I don't know what that is. Well, I need to find out what God has called us to do. God has an eternal purpose for your life. God has an eternal purpose to my life. I remember when God did call me to preach, and I remember thinking, man, I can't, I don't know if I can do that. And my wife and I began praying, and I said, I said, okay, God. I said, I'll go, Brother Linder, I said, I'll go anywhere. Man, I love that song tonight. That was a good song. Wasn't that good, Brother Linder, sang tonight? Man, when I met the master, man, that was a good song. But I remember surrendering to preach, and here's what I said. Lord, I'll go anywhere except for Barstow, California. You can have me. How many have ever been to Barstow? You know why I don't want to go to Barstow. And so I thought, Lord, I'll go anywhere but Barstow. And I'm just, I'm just teasing, but, uh, but man, can you imagine God calling you to Nineveh? It's your responsibility to go preach that to Nineveh? Hey, listen, God has an eternal purpose for you. And guess what? Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not what we want. Sometimes it requires courage. Sometimes it requires sacrifice when God calls us to a purpose. But I believe with all my heart, God has a purpose for everyone in this church. If you're 10 years old or younger, would you raise your hand? How about 10 years old or younger? 10 years old or younger? Raise your hand. Jack, raise your hand. Big, up, hot, top. 10 years old or younger. Callum, got it? Okay, raise your hand. God has a purpose for your life. Young people, look at me. Raise your hand. Look at pastor. Look at me. Look at pastor. If you're 10 years old or younger, look at me. I see you back there. God, Jen, Jen, God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for you. Jack, God has something for you to do. I can see you being a preacher, Jack, someday. Amen. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Man, these young people. How many of you, uh, let's see, 11 years old to 20. Raise your hand. 11 years old to 20. 11 years old to 20. Look at, look at all these. Raise it up high. Listen, God has a purpose for your life. Forget the rest of you. You're done. No, I'm just kidding. No, God has a purpose for us. The key is, are we willing to allow him to direct our steps? Proverbs 30, excuse me, Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. 
He delighteth in his way. Do you let God order your steps? Psalms 32, 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and in all thy ways acknowledge and lean not into thine own understanding. Listen, we are to, we got to let God guide us. God has an eternal purpose for you. A lot of people make the mistake in thinking, well, if I, if I serve God or I do this thing that God wants me to do, I have to give up stuff, and I have to give up this, and I have to give up, and I won't be happy if I give that up. I won't be happy. Let me recognize that's not true. Let me recognize tonight that whatever you give up for God, he gives back to you a hundredfold. You ask the missionary that's living in Africa if they're happy or not. You ask the missionary that gives up their entire, gives up everything, their entire life, their, they all, and they go somewhere to preach. You ask them if they're happy or not. They'll tell you if they're in Lord's will and all those things. They'll tell you, we... This is the best life we've ever had. Now, again, God doesn't call everyone to full-time ministry, but God calls everyone to a purpose in their life. You won't give anything up. You won't give anything up that's going to make you unhappy for God. And so, number one here, God has an eternal purpose for everyone. God has an eternal purpose for you. How about the lesson number two? You don't want to run from God's purpose. Very simple lesson. (laughs) You don't want to try to run from God's purpose in your life. Anybody here ever learned that the hard way? You don't want to try to run from God's purpose in your life. Young person, you listen to pastor tonight. If God puts something in your heart to do something for him, you better not run from God's purpose in your life. It's not a good idea to run from his purpose in your life. God told Jonah, get up, go to Nineveh. And what was his response? Verse 3, Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Why do we think that we can get away from God? Why do we think that we can run from God? Why do we think that we can lie to God and fool God? God knows everything. God sees everything. He knows our hearts. He knows us better than we know us. To flee from the presence of the Lord. So he goes down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fee thereof and went down into it and to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Sometimes we struggle with knowing God's will. Yes, sometimes we struggle with that purpose. And maybe you're here tonight and you're seeking God's purpose. But Jonah, that wasn't Jonah. Jonah had a very clear vision of what God wanted him to do. God came to Jonah and said, this is what I want you to do. Some of us here tonight are seeking God to reveal his will to us. And that's a wonderful place to be. Amen. Sometimes we don't know exactly where God wants us and that's okay. We got to keep seeking his will in that way. But sometimes God puts it on our hearts exactly what he wants us to do. We better not run from that. Better not run from that. If God calls you, even if it's to Nineveh, you better go. Well, I don't want to go to Nineveh. I don't want to drive a bus. Those kids are dangerous. More, more like the bus captains are dangerous, amen? <laughs> Ever tell you about the time that I hit a bus captain in the back of the head with, with a baseball bat? Never tell you about that? I didn't do it, excuse me. One of the bus kids did, but I gave him the bat, so I might as well have done it. But anyway, um, we, we had a pinata on the bus, and uh, I was younger. We had a pinata on the bus, and I don't know why. There was a grate in the, you know that great guys that do on the bus? Do you see that grate in the bus? I hung the pinata from that, and it was like six inches from behind the bus driver's head. And so a guy's wheeling this bat, this like stick thing, and just crack, hit that guy right in the back of the head. And he just stopped the bus. He got off, and he said, you're driving yourself home. But anyway, um, anyways, good times, good times. And uh, I don't want to drive that bus. Those kids are scary, God. I don't want to teach the fourth and sixth grade bus class. I don't want to do that. They're violent. I don't want to. You were supposed to laugh at that, but, but you didn't because it's true. Uh, I don't I, <laughs> 
if you only knew the things. I don't want to go on the mission field, God. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm in a good place right now. I'm in a good place right now. I don't want to. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to. I don't want to leave my comfort zone, God. I, I don't want to step out by faith, God. I don't want to. God, I'm comfortable. And God says, but I got something for you. There's a place that needs you. There's a Nineveh that needs you to go. And why are you saying no to me? Why are you running from me? I've tried to run from God. Doesn't work. Somebody asked me, well, several people have asked me, how do you know when God's calling you? How do you know when God's calling you? Because you cannot not know when God's calling you. I remember when God was calling me to be a pastor. Everything I did, it was pastor. I'm brushing my teeth, pastor. God wants you to be a pastor. God wants you to be a pastor. God wants you. I, 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 whatever I did, I put gas in the car. God wants to be a pastor. God wants to be a pastor. Okay, God, I get it. God wants to be a pastor. You cannot not know when God puts something in your heart. How many know what I'm talking about? Can't get away from it. And so maybe you're here tonight running. You don't want to run. Oh, you don't want to run. Who or what is your Nineveh? Has God showed you a purpose that he has for you? You know what's interesting? If God shows you a purpose that he has for you, and you decide, no, I'm not going to do that, and you decide to run from God's purpose, here's what's interesting. You can always find a ship going in the wrong direction. There will always be plenty of ships waiting for you. The devil has a thousand counterfeits to God's purpose in your life. Be careful, young people. If God calls you to do something in your life, watch out for those ships to Tarshish. You're going to be tempted to jump on one of those ships because there's, I got to get away from this. I got to get away from the presence of the Lord. I got to, I'm not a shirk this responsibility. I know God has called me, but boy, I can make a lot of money doing this, or I can be really happy doing this over here. I want to tell you something. You get on that boat, you have a problem because you get on that boat, you get out to sea. Guess what? Here comes the storm. You can't run from the Lord. Noah, or Noah. <laughs> Noah's, uh, Noah's was swallowed by the whale, amen? And so, no, Jonah thought he could run from the presence of the Lord. You can't run from the presence of God. And when God puts a calling on your life, when God puts a purpose in your heart, don't run from it. As a matter of fact, don't run from God, run to God. Listen, when the storm comes, and it always comes, when the storm comes, you don't want to be running from God, you want to be running to God when the storm comes. You notice on that ship, you know what happened when that storm came? Guess what? All those guys on that ship, they were all praying to God. and Their gods, lowercase g, oh, gods, we need your help. We need your help, gods. What are we going to do? What are we? And guess what? Nobody's listening. They were on their own. There was only one God in control of that sea. There was only one guy on that ship who knew that God. In your life, you'll be, uh, you'll be, you'll, if you're running from God, you'll be doing fine. You'll be doing fine. All of a sudden, that storm's going to come, and none of the people that you thought was on your team, none of the other friends that you thought were so cool, that boss that hired you, that promised you all this and that, and that girlfriend that you have that you think is everything in a bag of chips, all of those things that came into your life that you thought were amazing, when the storm comes, guess what? They're not going to know what to do for you. They're not going to know what to do, and you're going to be alone with God. Come on now. God, I'm sorry. Don't try to run from God's purpose in your life. Don't try to run from God's purpose in your life. Come on, somebody say amen tonight. You know, the truth is, deep down, when you're running from God, you know the storm is coming. You know it's coming. I remember there's been times in my life and probably times in your life where I wasn't where God wanted me to be, and I knew it, and I knew the storm was going to come. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a matter of time. It always comes. How about we just, instead of running from God, how about we just get up and do what we're supposed to do? You know where you want to be in the, 
in the storm. You know where you want to be? Right in the center. You know where you want to be when the storm comes? Right in the center of God's will. Because at least you know you're where you're supposed to be. Anybody here ever have a storm in life? Say when the storm is rough is when, when you know you're not where you're supposed to be. I mean, know what I'm talking about. No, no, you want to be right in the center of God's will. Now I want to encourage you tonight. It's, it, maybe that's you. Maybe that's your testimony. Maybe God's putting something in your heart. You're not sure. I, I don't know where you are tonight. I'm not pretending to know. But let me encourage you tonight. Noah, uh, Noah, <laughs> Jonah had, had, a, had, a, had a purpose that God had given him. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. He knew what he was supposed to do. He had a clear vision. He didn't do it. The storm came. Guess what? He ends up in the water, and God had grace in his life. He realized that Jonah could have died, but he didn't die. He should have died. But God sent a fish. That fish was the grace of God. You ask my sons, they'll tell you what kind of fish it was, probably. Whale, shark, or some kind of fish. That was the grace of God. Come on, are you listening? Yeah, where did this, why am I in the fish? The fish was the grace of God. God has grace. Amen? God is the God of second, third, fourth chances. So what do we do? If we find ourselves not doing what God called us or God put in our heart to do, number three, if you're running from God's purpose, repent. Very simple. Very simple. If you're running from God's purpose, stop dead in your tracks, make a 180-degree U-turn, and start heading in the right direction. Now the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. We read this story, and more than anything, it's a story of repentance and grace. If you read Jonah chapter number two, Jonah prays unto the Lord out of the fish's belly. He says, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Listen, when you are in that state of running from God, listen, God is still listening. He's waiting for the cry of repentance. God doesn't turn his back on you. He's waiting for the cry of repentance in our life. And that goes with any situation in our life. If we're at variance with God, we're not right with God. Listen, it's simple. It's not complicated. What do I do? What do I do? Stop dead in your tracks, make an 880 degree U-turn and start going in the direction that God told you to go. So simple. It's like that. I don't know. Was it Dick Van Dyke that did the stop it thing? Was that who did it? Stop it. I mean, what I'm talking about. Was it Bob Newhart? Stop it. You ever saw that? Yeah, you're going in the wrong direction. Just stop it. Amen. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll keep going here. You see, Jonah would have missed, listen to this carefully, Jonah would have missed God's purpose if he did not repent. He would have died in that fish, he'd have been fish food. But Jonah decided to repent. By the way, so would have I. <laughs> Amen. So would have you. From the fish belly, from the smelly belly, from the jelly belly. He repented. I don't know where you are tonight. Maybe you're in the fish's belly. Just cry out to God. Say, God, I repent. I repent. Maybe you're tonight, you're in the process of discovering what God's purpose is for your life. What an exciting place to be. What an exciting time. I tell you, I love, brothers, Brother Gonzalez, I love the teenage years because they're, they're praying about what God has them doing. Some of them, I think about some of our, our kids, they're going in, uh, to be nursing, and, then, and some of them are uh, going, I know one of our young ladies is going to be a lawyer and different things, and that's exciting. But, but what, I, what, what you have to pray about more than just your career, more than just what you do for a living, is how are you going to leverage your life for the gospel? I, th- I think it's wonderful that you're going to be a lawyer. I think it's wonderful if you're going to be a nurse or if you're going to, whatever it is that God allows you to do in your life. But how are you leveraging your life for the gospel of Jesus Christ? You see, when God calls us to a purpose, he wants us to do that purpose. 
Maybe you're here tonight and you're at variance with God. You're running from God. Course correct. Course correct. Turn quickly. Stop going in that direction. Stop. Turn around. What if Jonah never cried out? How many of you would honestly look at Jonah's plight? And maybe you could have a conversation with Jonah when he was in the belly of that whale, that, that fish. And let's just say that somehow, some way you could talk to Jonah. Would you tell Jonah to repent or to just, you know, just go with it, man. Just go with the flow. No pun intended. Just, just go. How many would tell Jonah to repent? We would tell him, Jonah, cry out to God. Cry out to God, Jonah. Jonah, listen, you're going to die. It's been three days. Cry out to God. Well, here I am today. I'm trying to talk to some in the belly of the fish. Stop in your tracks and cry out to God and say, God, help me get back on track. Help me get back on track. Come on now. Help me get back on track, God. What is your Nineveh tonight? I believe that tonight God has an eternal purpose for everyone here in this room. I really believe that. God's purpose for our life is more than just our job. Are you listening? God's purpose for our life is more than just our job. God's purpose for our life is more than just landscaping or construction or nursing or computer programming, whatever we do, plumbing, whatever we do for our living. God's purpose for our life is more than that. Come on, somebody say amen tonight. So do we not believe that? God's purpose in our life is more than just what we do from nine to five, Monday through Friday. You see, God's purpose in our life is more than just what we do for a career. Our job is not our purpose. Our job facilitates our purpose. In other words, my job should function around and support the purpose that God has for my life, not the other way around. Not the other way around. No. How do I leverage my life for the gospel of Jesus Christ? God has a purpose. I think about our church. Man, there's some amazing people. Everyone here is amazing, but just some people here that I think about what they do for us. We could never do what we do without them. Could never. I think about these sound guys that run this stuff, and, and I think about people that come up here and clean, and I think about people that teach the classes and the hospitality team and the choir, and I think about people that just, they have found a purpose. They have found a purpose that's greater than just punching a time clock. Maybe God's purpose for your life is to see people saved where you work. Maybe God's purpose for your life is to be a witness for Christ. Maybe God's, well, his, his purpose for all of us, but maybe God has a purpose to witness to those people specifically where you're at. Maybe God's calling you to the ministry full time. Maybe God has something else for you to do, but don't run from that purpose. It doesn't work. What is your Nineveh tonight? Not only does he have a purpose for eternal purpose for us, but you can't run from it. When you do, there's a thousand ships ready to take you to Tarshish. If you want to run from God's will, there's always someone to offer you a way out. Lastly, if you're running from God's purpose, repent. Don't spend one more night. Don't spend one more night in the belly of the fish. Repent. Course correct. Turn around. Oh, tonight, let's not, let's not miss out on God's purpose for our life. Every head bowed and every eye closed.